Yeah, you walked in on serious girl talk. We were talking about Morgan's sister's wedding dress shopping. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's that um... kind of secret off-air combo. Exactly. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. Stevie, how was your vacation? It was good. Yeah. yeah. Nice having some time off work. Yeah. It's nice. My parents visited last weekend, you know. Nice. It's all good. Um, but let's get into the pod. Hello, this is One Pod, the One Piece live action podcast. Um I'm your host, Katu. I'm joined by Stevie, as always. And our guest this week is my good friend, uh, a teacher, a director of children's theater, Morgan. Hey. Hello. Um, Morgan, what is your relationship with One Piece? Oh, God. Um, So I started reading One Piece in seventh grade. So like fifth, 15 years, not that long, maybe, might be 15 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> world um oh yeah my God. I, uh yeah no I was really into it kind of in middle and early high school um got caught up pretty quickly read like impel down um and Marin Ford as it was publishing got oh, that's to the a good ship. that's a good time it, here's the thing here's the that's thing. a Look, good time to get into one piece. it was a, it was no it wasn't because oh. because it was like it was four years of waiting for to die Okay. Like, spoiler and, alert. I know. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Well, okay. well, also, I don't know who that is. Yeah. You don't know who that is. You haven't met any. This is if some fucking loser gets <laughs> spoiled for one of the most, the most major death in the series. Yeah. Well, well, it was the, and that was the thing is at the time too, is like no one thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. No one had died to that point. Mm-hmm. Like even Pell, I think at that point had been com- confirmed to be alive after he blew up in Alabasta. Like, who? Uh, Vivi's the like, bird? Pal. Yeah, pal. That The bird lift? Yeah. <laughs> I wow, thought that, the bird. I That's... thought that bitch was gone. No, he's been confirmed alive in like some, in like some uh, cover story or something like many, many years ago. Okay. So like, so like literally like up to that point, like no one had died. And so, yeah. So as like a, 13 year old I was like oh Ace isn't gonna die like this and it dragged on for four years and then he did die and I was pissed about it and then the time skip happened and like I don't think the beginning I I I will say I've never gone back and finished Fishman Island I've like read ahead of Fishman Island because I've heard bad things it's it's like bad alabasta oh okay it's just I don't know it's like yeah and and Sanji sucks so hard that's what I've heard. I've heard it's a really bad arc for Sanji. Yeah. Which, which is iconic that we're talking about it because we meet Sanji in this episode today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Finally, you mentioned someone I know. I know. <laughs> it's, and here's the thing. I, this whole podcast, I've had a hard time not talking about the crew as like the whole, all five of them as a unit. Yeah. Um, But we haven't met Sanji up until now. So I've been really obnoxious and like, oh, well, then there's the other guy who we haven't met yet. <laughs> but we finally meet Sanji today. So the crew is complete for this season. And, and in his best arc, I think. Like, uh, I, I think Water 7. Sanji's really good in Water 7. Sanji is really good in Water 7. Yeah. I, I just finished it. I'm in Thriller Bark right now. Well, and Watersman's a great arc, and Thriller Bark is, like, kind of mid. So <laughs> Okay, I've heard a lot of bad things about Thriller Bark. Maybe it's because Thriller Bark is, like, spooky, and right now I'm reading it in October. And yes. also, it's a bit of a mental break. It's I can hang out with my friends, the Straw Hat Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> my, my actual friends, the Straw Hat Pirates, without having to do the intellectual work of come up with hot takes for a podcast. Right. So I'm having a great time reading Thriller Park. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, on the other hand, don't know what you're talking about. All right. We got to shift gears. Okay. We got to talk about. We eventually have to talk about this podcast. We got to talk because... about someone who also doesn't pull bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about someone who wishes they were a member of the Pussy Posse and would do all of the embarrassing things that entails. My, my man Sanji. Yeah. Oh, Sanji. Sanji. Sanji would be Pussy Posse member. Oh, so for this... sure. But but like I feel like 
I feel like Sanji, the way he he's portrayed in the show, except for when he's trying to flirt with Nami. Yeah. Uh, which you know, whomst among us hasn't been uh, overwhelmed in the presence of a, a criminal ginger? Um, oh, whomst amongst us? Truly, right? This Let is, he who's not this sin is something we've all experienced. But he, he he seems a lot he seems a lot smoother than from your description. I guess he probably is in the he other. He's quite movie. a bit smoother in the live action than in the anime and manga. Oh, because yeah. anime Sanji is the biggest virgin you've ever met. Like oh, he's, uh, he's so pathetic. Um, and it gets worse the longer it goes on. The only reason why I have to doubt that Sanji's a virgin is the crazy amount that line cooks fuck <laughs> like truly that's true yeah truly. Okay, but, but he's he's on a he's on a ship with his dad that's true <laughs> and like he's on a ship with his dad in the middle of the ocean and yeah. he's 19 yeah yeah wait like, okay and i was wait, in is, those okay. circumstances is, 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 is the is the head chef guy his dad or something is that because that I hasn't did. been said in the show you're, yeah. This is a next episode spoiler, but okay, he kind of um, not kind of. He literally rescues Sanji as a yeah. child and kind of takes care of him and mm. is his foster parent, I guess. Okay, and I will say, and without, and I'll then I'll drop it because next episode spoiler. I I'm very surprised that they did not in any way hint towards the new Sanji backstory. That we got yeah. years after the original Sanji backstory. Yeah. The backstory wasn't tragic enough. I um, and I Okay, because I haven't actually seen Whole Cake Island, I have no opinion on this. <laughs> I've I've now read Whole Cake Island and I like it better than I thought I would. Um, but when I first read what like the 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 plot of Whole Cake Island, um, when I wasn't reading One Piece at the time, I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard, and it made me so mad. And I do think, I still think it's, like, pretty stupid, but it's One Piece, so, like... Here's my thing, and I maintain this. I had misgivings, well, not not misgivings, because I don't actually care that much, Mm -hmm. but um, I was ready to be a little put off by Sanji as a British person. Okay, what's what's his accent in the other thing? American. Okay, Okay. wait. uh, We talked about this last episode on the pod, so I don't want to go over it again, but, like, there are two English dubs. And oh, one of me has like a bad Brooklyn accent. Is one that of the them, one? he has a bad Brooklyn accent. Okay. And then the other one, he has like a more standard American or like anime American accent. And then the, the, and, the, the kind of like overly excited guy. Sure. Accent. Actually, yeah, he does get overly excited. The American anime voice is the. He's a little li- bit, he's a little bit smoother, especially his character compared to a lot of American anime voice guys is a little bit older. Like ages nineteen through twenty one in the show, so he's like a little like his balls have dropped, right, right, right. So it's not that bad. But well, Luffy um, can drop his anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can make him go as low as he wants to. He, look, yes, and I'm sure he has. Gum um, gum ball drop. Gum gum tea bag. okay so we don't get we we start off with a naval battle not a flashback but we still get a flashback because for some reason we feel the need to meet our one flashback per episode quota yeah but this one's really short it's not that bad it's garp he jimmy buffett looking ass garp you see garp Look at that like is a, a funny like costume to character <laughs> juxtaposition there. He he looks like a parrot head, which kind of doesn't. Again, it's. I mean, they, they could have literally given him a parrot head because he's had a dog head before. They should have. Oh my god, parrot head, parrot head garb. He would. I feel like he would be a parrot head. Yeah, well, because he's gonna kind of relax somehow. Yeah, he's either a parrot head or a dead head. Also, Parrot Head Garp sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. Absolutely. It's got a Parrot Head. Oh, okay. Here's a, a slight issue that I had with the naval battle. Mm-hmm. Usopp fucks up using the cannon. I wish they had let him 
be good at using the cannon. Yeah. Yes. He should be the only one that knows how to use it. I would at least let him get it loaded and whatnot because um, mm -hmm. it's at least demonstrate his aim ability, you know? I know. Yeah. Instead, he's, he's like, like yakety saxing. Like, he's like goofily fucking up the cannon. Yeah. Which I just, I wish. It, overall, one of my criticisms of the show is I wish they gave Usopp just a more to do. I feel like they take away his two contributions to the Straw Hats that are his contributions in the East Blue. One is knowing how to fire the fucking cannon. Mm -hmm. And I would be okay with it if they showed him how, if he fires it later. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. This is right. all we get to see of Usopp using a cannon and he fucks it up. This is such a minor complaint, but I wish they had shown him using the cannon. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like his whole thing is sharpshooting. So, right. You got to show his ability to aim. Yeah. Uh, other than like a little slingshot or whatever. And like, I don't know, like if you really wanted to have that like comedy be whatever, you know, give it to Zoro. Let Zoro be a. Because that's the thing is too, like, Zorro oh, you're so right. Such a, like, he's so much goofier. Yeah. Then he's allowed to be. All of the Zoro jokes have mostly been sexual innuendo. Give mm -hmm. Zoro of. He actually does get a really good physical comedy beat that is in my notes in a little bit. No, give Zoro more physical comedy beats. Absolutely. Show him being incompetent. Yeah, well, and just like, yeah, because I think, I think, I like, I, I would agree with you that I, I think in general, I, I have kind of minor complaints about the adaptation overall. But I think character-wise, I'm hoping that as they go into the next yeah. season, we get season two, um, apparently they've got 12 seasons sketched out, which is- Fucking no, they don't. <laughs> I'm calling that right now. I'm calling that right now. No, they don't. The 12 seasons are Matt Owens, the show the showrunner, who is great. Yeah. But I bet he just looked at his like box uh, box sets and was like one, two, three, <laughs> you know, all the way up to twelve. And he's like, okay, that's how many seasons. Yeah. You um, want a number, Netflix? Here's a number. But I'm, I'm hoping that they, yeah, that they let they let yeah. the, them get goofier, especially Zoro with Luffy, because like that's that's one of the things I think is so charming. And again, I think it's actually kind of especially about East Blue, but like throughout the whole series, like like they're kids, like they're so goofy. They are goofy. They are goofy. I just wish they spread it out a little bit more because in this episode, Zoro gets a ton of great goofy bits, right? But I wish they had more of Zoro's like actual competency. And then Zoro does a bunch of stuff this episode, but he's too, but like they're not giving him any goofy bit bits. Yeah. So switch it up. One, one thing with Zoro, I will say, um, they uh, keep doing this like, Oh no, did Zoro die thing when even me as someone who has never read it knows no he didn't. Yeah. I know that you know there's a whole thing about Netflix kind of wanting to be their Game of Thrones. It's not actually Game of Thrones. They're not gonna kill that level of a character, especially like this early. No. Hear me out. Like, it's I think Game of Thrones is not the tone they should be going for. I stumbled upon this idea by accident when I was talking last podcast. Tonally, I think they should be going for Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the gold standard that they should be trying to hit. What they got is somewhere in between a Game of Thrones, a Lord of the Rings with those goddamn Dutch angles and extreme close-ups, mm -hmm. and then, like, a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. And, but the thing and is, like... that's where these actors and writers are coming from. Like yeah, the the Marvel incubator. Yeah, Matt Owens was like the writer for Luke Cage before this, so his chops, like he does know how to adapt a comic, a Marvel comic. Right, you got to do right. the Joss Whedon like quipping, mm -hmm. and then the buggy actor as well, whom I love, Jeff Ward. Come on the pod, he does a great job, but he's also a Marvel alum, and he also gets a little bit. Marvel quippy. Yeah. What what's he been in? He was in Agents of Shield, which I never watched. Uh, I didn't watch that either. I didn't watch Luke Cage either. Look, I'm naming these because I looked these people up to do the spot. Yeah. I'm not really a Marvel girly. 
Zoro and Luffy do some male non-bonding. <laughs> they do some male non-bonding after the naval fight. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get to... Oh, you know what? I'm going to say it. So I think last episode was my least favorite episode of the series. Mm-hmm. The Zoro backstory episode. Oh, because the kids sucked. Correct? As someone who teaches children how to act, those kids sucked. They were so bad and it made me furious. Also, they were too old. And I'm sure you did this last week. I didn't listen. I'm sorry. Um, I went wedding dress shopping with my sister. Um, But (laughs) they fucked up Zoro's backstory so badly and I'm pissed. I had some stuff to say about those about those dumbass kids and their fucking Reddit user ass sensei. <laughs> hey, if you're those kids listening, don't give up. Take Morgan's class. Bully kids. They love it when you bully them. Like truly, they think it's hilarious. Like that's all you have to do is really? Oh, yeah. oh my god, bullying is <laughs> so out in schools. <laughs> they don't have a trauma response. Oh no, they do, and they will talk to you about it, and they oh. will like do little like trauma circles, and they um, know the word trauma response too. Yeah, it sucks. that's <laughs> that's a kids these days thing. But yeah. okay, maybe it's just because it comes after my least favorite episode. This might be my favorite episode. Yeah, and we're about to get to like almost my favorite series of shots is them mm-hmm. entering Baratier, mm-hmm. because number one, Baratier, my favorite set piece. Yeah. And after watching this multiple times, one of my favorite music cues, mm-hmm. like it doesn't, it does not, it's not on the same level of when they played the original theme song, when they set sail and the going merry, which is obviously the best by a long shot. But in terms of original music to the TV show, I thought this was a really good music cue. And then right after that, we get my favorite costuming moment. Which is the fucking dumb outfits they're all wearing to this restaurant. It's so good. I, I love, love it. Cap- I love Captain Usopp and his. I life. love Captain Usopp. It's so good. I it's it's such a good costuming moment because you can really tell what those characters are thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've got Zoro's wearing an outfit we've seen him in before. Whatever, nothing special. We got Luffy. He's dressed like a child to drink some milk. Nami, you could tell, like, look, doesn't matter, fantasy world or not, an 18-year-old girl is going to put on a little going out top. She's going to put on her little going out top. And then mm-hmm. Usopp, wearing the dumbest fucking thing he owns to go out for a nice dinner, a man of my own heart, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're wedding planning, so you might, or your <laughs> your sister's wedding planning, so oh, you yeah. might know how fucking dumb some of these dress codes are. Yeah. Oh my god. I went to a I went to somebody's wedding and I went to the rehearsal dinner and the dress code was like it was called dressy casual, which Ooh. are just two words. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I was there. Those are two so words. So I looked it up. Contradict one another. Correct. And I, but I looked it up. I looked it up. And Cosmopolitan magazine had this whole article about it because apparently a lot of people are doing this for their weddings. By the way, um anyone planning a wedding, the dress code is not the place to get creative. Right. one you've heard of before yeah okay so I, head, dressy casual is like what everyone was wearing in like 2011 when you're like i'm gonna wear like a little business blazer to the bar <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> or like correct. uh or like the uh you know the the 2008 2009 uh um like shirt tie vest and horrible jeans phase of, yeah. of men's fashion yeah like, that is... cool. yeah yeah <laughs> I did, but Cosmopolitan said, "Wear what you would wear to dinner with your friends," which and I'm like means nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> Look at them; they were at dinner with their friends. They are not. I mean, they are never once in <laughs> the show dressed like they're going to the same place. It doesn't bother me because I'm a fan of the original series where they also look like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have but seen- also the num the number of different types of outfit that we have worn. Uh, to dinner with our friends being each other. Yeah. Like, I've worn dumbass shit to dinner. The The night I went to see Don't Worry Darling, uh, before uh, the movie, I went to dinner with my friends and I dressed up like Harry Styles. 
<laughs> I am the Usopp of my friend group. Okay? <laughs> You're not allowed to tell me to wear what I would wear to go out to dinner with my friends. Because I will show up shirtless with a fucking bicorn hat. <laughs> right. You know? I'll do it. It literally could mean anything. Yeah. We do also get a, 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 an incredible bit of physical comedy from Zorro, where he tries to get into the booth, but his swords won't fit. Yes. Oh, oh. See, and that's why I, you're so right that they need more Zorro physical comedy because I just got a taste of what could be, and I I need more. I need more Zorro being like awkward because he because he like because I think that like. And, and, and here's what I'll at myself is like, you know, in my decade plus of of One Piece fandom, you know, I'm a, I'm a shipper, whatever. I'm a multi-shipper. Like, I, I, I don't, I've long passed my days of caring about who you ship people with. But I think like Zoro at his best and like when Zoro's at his best, especially in fan content, is like when it captures the like just dumbassery and like just like he's just stupid. Like, I yeah. love him very deeply, but he has no thoughts in his head. His only thought is sword. Yeah. Um, and fight and get stabbed by men. Like. Very much correct. And I, and, just, I just think let him be stupider. And alcoholism. And alcohol. Yeah. And alcohol. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I think, you know, it's too easy in a live action format, especially like when you have somebody who's like, like a handsome guy looks cool like as like a guy you know not necessarily all of his choices but just like he looks like a cool dude and you give him a bunch of swords and he's also good at using them it's easier well, to assume there's thoughts in that head there's and something going on behind down to earth yeah well yeah. can you also and i think this is actually almost a casting mistake is the only actor in this series who is like actually kind of a movie star yeah um, like this is his, this is his big american debut but like mm-hmm. He is a bona fide movie star in Japan. That's and he's true. played so many anime sword badass guys and like is actually for real famous. And I think he in, in like for everyone else, this is like a big once in a lifetime breakout role, mm-hmm. life changing. They're like very excited to be here. He is fully like, this is his job. And like, and he's doing a great job. He's he's, you know, whatever. But like he's not gonna bring that same level of like, oh my god, I'm on. Netflix. yeah he's i've said this I've, i don't know if i've said this on the pod but i've said that exact thing personally he's also like if i have to like bring a little speculation to, into it i think he's the kim cattrall of the cast <laughs> you've at least said that to me I, I i definitely said that to you that's the uh he's the kim cattrall of the cast that's a joke for us no one's gonna fucking get that joke <laughs> oh you know what i also have a note that i really like the fishman host like yeah. yes he's first of all he's weirdly got the best fish man makeup yeah like we've already met arlong um and there's a couple members of arlong's crew and they're all major villains and i think this guy has better fishman makeup than any of them it's the fishman makeup i think is it's so it, how they've adapted like oda's art style mm-hmm. to live action was the thing that I was like the most interested kind of, or one of the things I was most interested in kind of coming yeah. into the series. And I think has been mostly successful. Yeah. Um, I love the going Mary. I think that she looks beautiful. And I, I, I completely agree with you. Brody is the best set piece that they've got. Incre- um, gorgeous. Like just took. If I had all the money in the world, I would buy it. Yeah, no, but like yeah. just, yeah, just took the 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 illustration and elevated it. And the fishmen, I think, are one of the spots where you're like, okay, like this is where this should be a cartoon. Yeah. Because um, and the fishmen make me real nervous about what they're going to do with Chopper. Um, yeah. I agree with you completely. I made I, a joke yeah. last episode that I think they should Roger Rabbit it. Oh, I I support that. I think he should just be a Muppet. I want him to be like I want him to be like but like I want him like a Sesame oh, Street like literal I want Muppet to arm rods. I want to see a yes. belt. Like I want really yes. like. Okay. hear me out it could give labyrinth yeah it could give labyrinth okay I'm, yeah it could give labyrinth i'm here for it be, i think it'd be so fun i and it, more practical effects in hollywood always like always you know i'm so Which excited sucks to, because the fishmen were practical effects so i really wanted to like them 
Yeah. And the worst part is the the Sea King was CGI, and I love the Sea King. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, you're so right. I'm. I'll tell you what. The snails were practical effects, and I like them. And They're I like so the boats, cool. of course. Yeah. But... Well, the boats are so cool because it's all it's all of the non non sunny boats are or not sunny um going merry boats are the same boat. And then they just, they just really, yeah, no, it's so cool. So I like, cause in the lead up to this, I got really, really invested in the behind the scenes and I followed uh, multiple Twitter and Tumblr accounts um, that was doing all the behind the scenes, but yeah. So it's, um, they're using a lot of the same boats that they used on black sails and actually a lot of the same okay. um, uh, sets as well. Um, so they're filming on a lot of the same lots, which is pretty neat. Um, they, should as- have a cro- they should have a crossover <laughs> where we just finally get a gay sex scene. <laughs> No, okay, no, okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna cross over with any boat like pirate media, they're crossing over with our flag means death. I already have it plotted out. It's like a very elaborate fan fiction that lives in my brain. Um, I have many, many thoughts, but that that's the show that it needs to cross over with because spiritually, One Piece and Black Sails have nothing to do with each other. They're just about pirates. Our flag means death is also about gay people who believe in like love and hope and dreams and adventure. It's this like when you this- said black sails, I thought you were talking about our flag means death. We are no. gonna have to take a 10-minute break really quick cool. Um, okay, cool so in 10 minutes i will send you guys a new link Sounds <laughs> good. Whole, okay bye. Bye. bye you know what's crazy what how little of the fucking episode we've talked about oh my god we've talked about almost none of it <laughs> i know we we are at our second recording zoom meeting and yeah we're, we're, we're 40 minutes in uh, we are just now meeting sanji yeah, like we 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 yeah. talked about them being seated at the table. That's, <laughs> that's as far into the the uh, the restaurant. You know the, also, you know we you, you completely skipped over unless you talked about it last week. But uh, Garp is Luffy's grandpa. Oh yeah, Garp's Luffy's grandpa. <laughs> yeah, we went, it came up. It came up. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Um, we stand. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. We, I, we more, I'm more annoyed that they included all of that because it is boring, but yeah. I I like it. I think it makes sense. I mean... I get it. I, I just, think we see too much of the Marines. Yeah, that's what I'm said saying. Before, and I will say again, but I do like that they introduced Garp this early on. Uh, uh, putting more weight on the Luffy family relationships is probably a good idea. I, I think so. I, 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 I'm more annoyed that we spend so much time with the Marines chasing them because I think it undermines the fact that yes. Luffy's such a nothing pirate. Like he's like he's not done anything. Correct. He has some fucking shit. Which is why in the manga, the Marines don't start chasing him until after the events of season one of the live action. Yeah. Yeah, because then he's done things. But he's a pirate. Whatever. No, yeah. so this is essentially like Garp is using the money and violence of the actual military to essentially run around disciplining his son or his grandson. And he's making all of these other people go with him. <laughs> which is yeah. Which is also an interesting character choice because like part of Garp's whole thing is that he's not like he's a vice admiral and he never he's never progressed in the ranks because he's yeah. like he's morally against the the world government and thinks it's corrupt and so he's like he won't he won't take the oh what is it the is it admiralty i guess it would be admiral i can't remember what the titles whatever. are whatever right now yeah there's four of them he does I know talk that. about that in this episode but let's talk about our new crew member sanji yeah much like zoro and nami and notably not Usopp, <laughs> he is introduced doing what he is best at which is cooking he makes a nice little meal we also get to meet a new actor, all right? His name's Taz Skyler, and he is half Lebanese. It's very important that I include this in the pod. Who's half Lebanese? Sorry. Uh, He's I lost half Lebanese. He's my cousin. Who? The guy that plays Sanji. Oh, okay. But he's also, out of the cast of One Piece, he is, like, the poster. So yeah. let's take a moment... Let's take a moment, and before we talk about his character, talk about some of the actors' tweets. In a new segment that I will be doing for the rest of the podcast called Taz Tweets, where we read Taz's tweets. 
You are now listening to Taz Tweets. The first Taz tweet, he just says, be the wild card. Okay, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. What the fuck does that mean? Are these recent tweets? These are all from like the last month or so. I love that. Okay, cool. After that, he said symbolic. Just one (laughs) word. Symbolic. We got this one. Sell the bike before you've bought it. That does not mean a single thing. I'm worried that Taz Skyler's affected by like hot guy privilege and he doesn't know how weird any of this is. And by worried, I mean delighted. Here's this one and it's in quotes implying that he either said it or heard somebody say it. Can we have puppies? Question mark. No, we can't have puppies yet. Yeah, no, dude, he's. Um, I don't know if you listened to uh, or if you listened in the past or what, what was the thing, Street Fight Radio, or if you listened to the POD cast or guys. Do they also like, read Twitter the, out the, loud the on the podcast? Quimby podcast cinematic universe. If, if, it's, if it's useful. But the, the main thing, the, the connection here is, uh, like he said, one of his favorite types of person is a dumb guy who thinks he's smart. I love and a dumb guy who thinks he's smart. That, that in is, theory. <laughs> I mean, just the word symbolic, beautiful. Perfect tweet. He even does say in his bio, he's like, oh, sometimes I just post words I like. As if that's a normal way to use Twitter. And I'll say he's also a stage actor. Like, uh, this is his big film breakout, but he's also a stage actor. <laughs> he also says, I don't ask for much, comma, but the little I do ask is more of a things- statement than a question. That is not something I would admit, first of all. This next one, he says, using Rockstar as a verb, which I think is something Taz Schuyler has in common with your worst boss. <laughs> and then I'm going to end with this one. He says, Salvador Dali. This is a okay. quote of Salvador Dali, apparently. I don't do drugs. I am drugs. I don't think he said that. That that is like that is something that my like thirteen year olds, um, who I teach would would have on a like on like a sticker. <laughs> oh, for sure. Also, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't take that seriously because you know what, you know what Machine Gun Kelly said when he met Megan Fox. Oh, what? <laughs> she asked, "What smells like weed?" And he said, "I am weed." <laughs> a way lamer version of that. But that's the only thing I can think about. And But this I included, um, you can't see it, but I included a reply to this. The top reply was just, whatever you say, gorgeous. He's got, he's got the stan girls. Like he's got, okay. He's got stan girls that also like slut shame him <laughs> and like bully him a yeah. little bit. Cause I can't. And the, in the research for this podcast, I've uh, seen quite a bit of Taz Schuyler's stance. And I saw this woman call him the public universal boyfriend. A deep cut. I know. But that's also like, oh, he's for the streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's for the streets. Taz, I'm so sorry. Please come on the oh, podcast. Okay. Come on the pod. You can make fun of our tweets. I promise you they're just as embarrassing. We need Sanji. He's cooking. He's cooking it up. He's wearing rings because his character's a fucking whore. Yeah, yeah, yes, okay. Sure, Katu. We've already established this. You are literally the proof. You are the proof that (laughs) men that wear rings are whores. Yeah. You are. The more rings, the bigger the whore. Yeah, and I wear eight gold rings like I'm Shabba Ranks. (laughs) We... Meet Mihawk after this. Then it's time for the fucking Marines. Yeah. Mihawk's introduction was so oh, I was that I think was, it was actually so favorite, sick. Like it was so sick. Inter- oh, it was so oh, cool. It was so cool. I it love was, oh. I love that we get like call to the Don Creek Pirates who don't show up in this arc, which was great. Which is Good fine. Choice. Yeah. Thank you. Steve <laughs> Maida or whatever. But like, oh, it was so badass. I loved it. It was so cool. It was so it was cool. So cool. I am. This is like the part where I am a thirteen-year-old. Like, yeah. I am. A th- I. I'm sorry. I see somebody cut a bullet in half with a sword. I yeah, am a thirteen-year-old. No, 
And it's like a, it's yeah. like a, like, a, like an eight foot sword. It's oh, like, so, so and it's just like yeah. a, it's so cool. Oh, fucking sick. <laughs> so fucking sick. He's wearing cowboy boots though. Yeah. Anyone else? Does he wear this in the manga? I, he, he wears like, like, like comfy little boots in the manga. Okay. He's wearing cowboy boots. Yeah. Well, for some like, reason. With his like pirate, oh God, he's like, he's got his like little pirate vampire coat and his he looks great. His coffin boat, like it's all so. Oh good. god, he rocks. Fuck. He rocks. I wish the actor was in a scab. Oh, is he? Oh, thank God, he has been promoting this shit like it's the only thing he's in because it probably is. And I <laughs> do respect the hustle, but like, my brother in Christ, are you not in the union? Right. Are you not in the union? Do you not want to be in the union? He should. Right, yeah. First of all, if he's if if he's not in the union, he fucking should be. He fucking should be. It is an insult to him if he's not in the union. It's an insult to the union if he's in the union and acting a fool like this, all right? He should not be... Okay, look, I just made fun of Taz Skyler's tweets. You know what not a single one of those tweets was about? One Piece? Yeah. Because he's not supposed to be promoting this. I'm allowed to do it because I'm not an actor. Right. (laughs) Um, Until I audition for... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I can't say that because I'm not... I'm, I, I'm, I, we stand with the unions on this podcast. Yes. Um, we do see, um, the crew has a nice little toast and they talk about their naval battle. And there's an excellent Usopp line where somebody, someone's like, Oh my God, how many naval battles when have you been in? Two dozen at least. He doesn't skip a beat. Ugh. All the shit I have to go through and I'm still reading that note out. <laughs> Whatever. It was a good line read. I'm obsessed with Chef Gordon Ramsay's Tall Hat. Yeah. I was obsessed with it when I first saw it in the anime. I thought it was the funniest goddamn thing and it still is. I am nothing but a child. Okay? Tall Hat, funny. Sword beat gun, cool. <laughs> yep. It, it, it just it hits that, that primal part of the brain. And I will say, I like that the actor for Zeph is doing a Gordon Ramsay impression. <laughs> I think it really works. I think it really works. Um, yeah. Well, especially because, like, you know, in true Gordon Ramsay fashion, right? He's he's soft for little kids, you know? He, yeah. Like, he's got, he's, got, he's, he's really mean, but he likes For a kid. Oh, yeah. Okay, but Luffy, he skips out on the bill, okay? And classic, uh, like the line from the song Gold Digger... He had to go do dishes in the back. I forget the exact line. I wish I had looked it up before making this joke. <laughs> you can't, can't pay. So he has to go do dishes. And then the rest of the crew goes off to get Schwasty, which I love. I love this whole beat. I love this yeah. whole situation. Usopp's got his fruity little drink because he can't shoot whiskey. <laughs> he didn't really get to bond with Nami and Zoro because he's off getting Schwasty Schwasty. Okay. Yeah, well, cause, yeah, well, but Nora, Zoro and Nami have to do their little like gay bitch fight. Like, yeah, they, they which, which to... we didn't also we also didn't talk about enough of their they have, like... to, they have to do their like gay le- gay like <laughs> off. Which I love. I'm so I'm so glad that um that that friendship has been preserved in, into the live action. I love um, it. I love it. I, I love. See, um, okay, back to the actual. Back to the actual episode we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. My favorite trio is not the monster trio. It's mm-hmm. the hater trio. Yeah. Usopp, Nami, and Zoro. They're the hater-ass haters on the crew. <laughs> and getting to see a scene of just hanging, just them hanging out is incredible. And I loved it. I have basically no notes. Um, I love, I love that, I love that Zoro just... The second Sanji hits on Nami, like immediately, like jumps into this like bitchy. Like we haven't seen yeah. from him up to that point. Have, like, you, have you ever been trying to get laid heterosexually in front of a gay guy? <laughs> yes, but like <laughs> no, it's no, it's I love it. It's it's so good. And like you know, of course, like my horrific little brain poison shiver brain, just like. Mm. Great, like I don't actually think that the the Zosan vibes are great for live action. Um, I mean, I don't 
I don't like no, you're not a shipper. It's just fair. Either, so I, I have, like I would not opinion. be a shipper at all if I was starting now. Yeah, but like I started reading it when I was 12 years old. Yeah, um, I mean, who knows? I was really horny at that age. So yeah, well, that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I was looking for that stuff yeah, uh, actively. Yeah, exactly. oh. Um, although that being said, I do still think, in terms of like gay love story. Sasuke and Naruto. Oh yeah. Have are, like is it the better manga? No. Is it no. the better love story? Yes. Yes. Well, cause, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, because the, the the problem in general with One Piece shipping, especially like within the crew, is that other than Zoro and Sanji, they all like each other too much. Like yeah, they would get like they would get together and it would be cute and fun. Um, yeah, and you can that's kind of in any combination and it's i don't i mean the, your the, comment that it was that uh shipping one piece characters it's just like mashing barbies together <laughs> and that's so true like and i think that that's delightful and it's you know it's and i had a friend uh say of shipping for the one piece live action is that like the the zoro luffy girl is really one but that the, the, the difference between oh, like, the zoro luffy girl is fucking one i think that's a gross ship fundamentally <laughs> uh but I see it. I think it's fine. I like whatever. They're all dumb teenagers. Yeah, and like they're and the and live like, action they won. <laughs> well, that but then but then her 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 comment further to that was um the dynamic between um Zoro, uh Luffy and Sanji in live action is that uh, Sanji is desperately trying to be their third. <laughs> I, I see it. Right. I, see. I hate that I see it. I hate that I see it. So we're at the part where the, the hater trio is getting sloshed. Um, Nami does something very sneaky and suspicious. She goes up to the bar and she asks the king of all parrot heads. If uh-huh. you think Garp in his little Hawaiian shirt looks like a motherfucking parrot head, you are not prepared to see this random, probably South African actor who has two. Oh yeah, no, so, so- Gar- Garp is the Velvet Underground of of uh, parrot heads in this universe. You know, like he may not be the most famous one, but uh, he inspired so many others. And then you get to see that you, this this guy that Nami asked for a ride from is just like the fucking biggest vacation lover you've ever seen in your life. Oh my god, he is. This guy it, is. It is five o'clock wherever he is. He is, yeah. This guy, you, this guy is like your friend's dad who's always in Thailand for some reason. And it's not good. Right. It's not a good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, Sanji and Luffy are doing some bonding in the kitchen. I love this scene. I have one note. Sanji should have been drinking out of a plastic quart container. <laughs> <laughs> to be true to the line cook spirit. He's drinking out of like a nice crystal glass for some reason, which is um and gonna go. like it's yeah. gonna break. Right. <laughs> he should be drinking. Say that let the guests break that shit. Yeah. Saji should be drinking out of a plastic quart container like the man he really is, which is a line cook. <laughs> true. Uh, but otherwise it's a cute scene. They talk about Sanji's dreams. He smokes a cig. Hell yeah. You know, I started smoking again to uh, connect with his character and prepare for this episode. Right, that's why. Yeah, that's that's exactly oh, why. Yeah. Stevie was there when I when I when I relapsed. Mm-hmm. As in when I bought a pack of cigs after I had been drinking. Quite a Yeah. Bit. Well, I was also there when you asked me for a cigarette for the first time in like two years. Yeah. Man, I like quit, quit. Okay. okay. So, but speaking of this trying to be Game of Thrones, this, the drinking game that Zoro and Nami play is a scene from Game of Thrones. Oh, is it? It is ripped from Game of Thrones. It is ripped from season one of Game of Thrones. Guys, how do we all feel about doing a third recording sesh? Because <laughs> we still have like... <laughs> We, well, that we point. haven't talked about like the most important part of this episode yet. We haven't talked about the most important part of this episode. And Stevie, uh, what do you think of this idea, just housekeeping wise? Because this episode is going to be so much content, I am thinking about cutting out all the parts where we're not actually talking about One Piece and then releasing it later as a bonus app. That's fine with me. 
Oh uh, yeah, because why not? <laughs> so I'm trying to remember where we are because I got distracted. Uh, oh, we're we're at the we're at the bar. Usopp's talking to Mihawk. <laughs> Usopp talks to Mihawk. Mihawk shows up at the bar. How to get there so fast? Don't give a fuck. He's got a little coffin boat. It goes fast. It's little. It's like speedy. He shows up. I counted how many drinks Zoro had. Okay. Before he's about to make the biggest decision that he makes all season. This is his biggest moment. This is the most important thing he does is challenging Mihawk to this fucking duel. Spoiler alert, he challenges Mihawk to a duel. Conservatively, he has had seven drinks. Generously, he has had ten. In a lot of the shots, it's hard to tell which are his and which are the other crew members. Right. Yeah. But well, he and Ami like canonically drinking it, it under the table. Yeah, the they put it down. Oh, <laughs> just like me for real. So this man, ten drinks in, decides to challenge Mihawk to a duel at dawn. Now mm-hmm. I'm a little older than Zoro. Same age as McKenyu, but I'm a, a little older than Zoro. I'm saying high noon if I'm challenging someone to a duel after drinking. <laughs> at, at the earliest. Yeah. My ass is not making dawn. Yeah, can we do a sunset duel? Can we do a sunset? <laughs> hey, then you call him like 10 minutes before high noon and you're like, actually, can we do at dusk? <laughs> <laughs> can we do at dusk? I'm like, ugh, I'm just feeling a little under the table. I should not have bought that pack of six last night. A little, little, little too much, little too much uh, tequila, too much Sancerre. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, and the next day I'm like gossiping with Nami and I'm like, oh my God, I am, I totally missed my high noon duel. <laughs> I totally missed my high noon duel. Dude, he must have had some fucking Sancerre or something in the morning because Zoro makes it to his dawn duel. Oh yeah, no, he's he, 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 he got the bag. He got it. That would actually be so funny if fucking Zoro did come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I do not need him to have more energy. He's annoying. Like yeah, look, Zoro's fucking annoying. Can you imagine him trying to be edgy, but he's also hyper? Like, fuck yeah, you. Talking, talk, tell his backstory is really fast. Just really fast talking his backstory. I know. Oh my god. If if I like, if I was stuck at a party with a coked out Zoro and he was trying to tell me about Karina, I would have killed her myself. <laughs> I would have pushed that bitch down the stairs. And he's like, like I, I don't give a fuck about your swords, bro. I I'm don't. not trying to sort of sword based podcast. And then he's like. <laughs> I'd be like, JK, come on the pod. Yeah. But he, there's a cute moment of um of Zoro and or not Zoro, of Usopp and Nami holding hands while Zoro does his duel. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I we probably want to like wait to really get into this until the recording restarts. But like Yeah, we have two minutes. So let's just talk about what Zoro would be like if he did coke. <laughs> <laughs> so who's most likely to do coke on the crew? I think it's Usopp. That's Sanji. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, because he's a fucking cook. Because he's a fucking yeah. cook. My yeah. dumb he's a ass. Cook of thought. He's doing coke. He's doing yeah. Coke. Oh my god. He's yeah. like me for real. You know who loves coke? Girls. Right. Girls. Sanji would do it to get the girls. hundred oh percent. Sanji at a party being like, hey, by the way, I have a bag. He'd be the only one trying to get rid of his coke. Right. Yeah. Usopp, Usopp, if he did it, it would be because um, someone was talking about it and he... Oh, God damn it. Hold on a second. I have a note in my notes that says Luffy is the Charlie of the group. I, I, mean, I guess because yeah. he's doing Charlie work in this episode. Yeah. This is the last yeah. note I made, so I forget what it's really about. Do you want to just call it and come back in 10 minutes and talk yeah. about the duel? Let's talk yes. about the duel in 10 minutes. Cool. Let's talk about the duel right. in 10 minutes, guys. Right. Uh, but so, what did you guys think of the Mihawk and Zoro duel? Oh yeah, that was cool. So I, I liked like, it. The duel, no, the duel itself, I thought was really, really beautifully done. And I ended up like because I'm a fucking nerd, like 
watching a side-by-side mm-hmm. comparison between the duel and the anime and like the live act and it's like kind of shot for shot which is great and um, it's so hard to do that and then make it yeah. look convincing which they somehow managed to do yeah the fact that like it didn't completely like take me out of it when his sword shattered yeah which is like such a, like an anime like moment yeah his sword shattered but his body's fine yeah but it yeah. did feel believable. Yeah. Um, it did feel believable. Um, I think that they did a much better job in the live action than in the anime of selling which one of those swords was fucking Kuina's. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that when I was watching the anime for the first time. I'll tell you that. But the fact that like the mouse sword is Kuina's suggestive. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Suggestive. Mm-hmm. Um, our guest last episode was like, she's his cousin. I'm like, she wasn't his cousin when Oda wrote this. <laughs> there was no way he thought about that in advance. Yeah, oh, did he like retcon later? Yeah. That, like, but, like, okay. not even, like, but like only through like uh, like a, an SBS corner where he like gave us Zoro's family tree. So it's like not even like in the manga proper, like yeah. So it's just word of God, like like it's not even um yeah, they're cousins, but they're not they're like second cousins. Yeah. Oh, so it's like you know, I mean, we, like we had a president who did that. <laughs> yeah, they're and he was one of the best. Fathers. FDR, may he rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. FDR. He probably heard that shit Churchill said about the sodomy and was like, "True, man." <laughs> Y'all British people do be fucking each other in the Navy. Yep. So do we. That's what we do. Right, that's kind of the Navy thing. It's like, like look, know. we all know the Navy is the gayest of the military branches. Right, taking any port in a storm a little literally. Yeah. But I, I, don't know. I thought the, the duel was beautifully shot. I thought the crew's reactions to it were really well done. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that, like, and this really did get to me. I, I'm really disappointed like in adaptational changes that Sanji didn't see it yeah because I think that that really changed it I mean and and, and they and they do pretty and obviously this kind of gets more into the next episode but like they do pretty substantially change kind of Sanji's path to leaving the Baradier mm-hmm. um from where it's at you know in in the anime and manga and it streamlines it that's sure for sure but I <sighs> See, I kind of wish he was there for, like, the simplicity of... Well, not even the simplicity. I just, again, I think they don't give uh, Usopp or Sanji enough to do. Mm. And if Sanji was there emotionally reacting to the duel, that would um, give him more reason to bond with the crew members. Well, and More reason, you know, more reason for him to, like, want to bond with want to join the crew because he sees their vibes right he sees the love and friendship speech there's that but also like you get to like why why they're such rivals yeah because he he, like because he literally like he's like screaming at Zora to like give up his dream and like stop being such an idiot and like why are you like what is like don't die for you know this stupid which i'm like so it's like so these characters are and it's like am i a sanji like everything Sanji's done, I'm like, damn, that's so me for real. That's so me coded. Working <laughs> in a restaurant, but yeah, not but wanting I, to I, di- not wanting to die, being really weird when people waste food. Yeah, those are all me coded. Because I I think too that like without Sanji seeing that fight and without and without Sanji's reaction specifically to that fight, like their rivalry is so much shallower and stupider. It does, um, and I do like feel that, that in like, the live action. kind of going into like the rest of the season is like Zoro's just kind of a dick, and Sanji's like, "Let's be bros." Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a spoiler for next episode, <laughs> but like basically, Zoro like wakes up and Sanji's a part of the crew, and his whole vibe is like, "Why the fuck is he here?" And then that's the basis for their whole rivalry, <laughs> 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 which is stupid. Because, well, like, because I, I I think I mean I, I haven't seen it yet, but I think like 
that does kind of track for for at least this version of Zoro because it's like yeah like the re- the reason he puts up with these people who he would normally not put up with is because like they've been through something together you know with Shinji's like who the fuck is this guy I've not seen him fighting clowns he's he's never stolen anything from me he's um, never saved me he's never saved me he's never stopped a butler from poisoning a rich girl he's just like a, a line cook yeah a regular ass line cook for all he knows yeah yeah his big wait, line not even a waiter a waiter yeah he's just a waiter. So, yeah, he doesn't even see him cook just yeah, yeah like, oh and that's like like, like that's what, what we need saying. a waiter <laughs> it is a really good line. So, like, when he um, wakes up from his traumatic injury and Sanji's kind of on the crew, he's like, why is the waiter here? Right. Yeah. Why is the waiter here? What, what What's the waiter doing? And it's also, like, a fun gag for the anime fans because in the anime, he's just, like, he calls him cook all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, well, and you need and you need a new and they need a new insult since they can't call him swirly brow or anything since yeah. they were because they got rid of the swirly brow to give Sanji his stupid eyebrows, which I do miss. I I, I get it because we're never gonna like fully cover the eye and but like so the the reveal post time skip you know was never gonna be as good. Um, I also th- I I mean I know yeah, I, I haven't gotten to that but I'm like does that matter that much? No, it doesn't. Gonna, no, no, I'm not at all. Except it. for that, it's funny because there was like so much mystery building up to like what his other eyebrow looked oh, like. Oh yeah, and everyone was like, oh, he's missing an eye. Like there was like all this like crazy ass fan set speculation, and then you just get the reveal that it's just the swirl going in the other direction. It was yeah. great. Well, you had the one I covered because he was emo, obviously. Yeah, people yeah. people give Zoro all this credit for being emo. What about Sanji? They're both fucking emo. That's why they hate each other. Because they're two different kinds of emo kid. I get it now. Yeah. No, like Sanji is the type of emo kid who like is trying to get emo girls. He's a scene kid. And then Zoro's the like fucking hardcore kid. He's wearing tight light light wash jeans and Western t-shirts and spin kicking at shows to get scene girls Absolutely. with the swoopy hair. And, Absolutely. Zoro is crying in his room, listening <laughs> listening to the cure and like No, Zoro would be a minor threat fan. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, oh, I see not it. minor threat. Not he's minor like threat. A, I, maybe it's because of my roots, but I'm like, oh he's a DC hardcore guy. Well, if he's, he's a DC, like a DC hardcore DC guy, there's other he'd be maybe a bad brains fan, but minor threat. No, actually, we need bad brains fan either because he does not no, have that not, PMA. No fundamental attitude there. He can't uh, be a minor, minor threat. Minor threat. He's an alcoholic. Right. I mean, he could be a fan, but like it's, um, I mean, kind of ironic, you know, because like, uh, oh, and his whole thing would know, be like, oh, like, Sanji, you're just in it for the scene, man. You're just in it for the scene. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I'm sure this fanfic has been written. Oh, yeah. I am sure. Oh, my God. Especially because this. The anime was airing during like peak emo. Oh my god! Yeah. The peak emo. Oh my god! Listeners, if anybody, if anybody's a little freak and they and they know of a anime, if they know of a fanfic where Zoro and Sanji are in like competing hardcore bands in the year two thousand and nine, my DMs are open. Yeah, that that would be good bonus content. The the problem is that I'm like tr- like really like thinking back through my head because I was reading mm-hmm. Zoro Sanji fan fiction in the year 2009 and I'm like did I read that was that a- <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> we're like implanting false memories I mean right. I read <laughs> like a which of the straw hats would do coke <laughs> of course yeah and I'm sticking yeah you're right it's Sanji yeah yeah oh for sure yeah for sure yeah. and then and then no oh so what I was I think I think I don't remember if I finished what I was saying about Usopp I think mm. Usopp would say it. Oh, I think I was talking about this right when when I lost signal. Yeah. Usopp, Usopp would like they'd bring it up and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, I've done it a hundred times." Man, back back we used to get the best stuff when I was you know uh, fighting dragons. Uh, like yeah. you know on he'd my be ship. Like, village. When I was there, they called it Sugar Village, baby. <laughs> right. And then and then like they'd be like, "Okay, like do a line." He'd be like. Uh, okay, it'd be like with him drinking in this episode. Like he would just mm-hmm. really go for it, but like after pretending that he already yeah. had. Yeah, love him. <laughs> I, going love back him. to your kind of your comment earlier about like the fact that they don't give enough to do. I also that's so frustrating because I think he's the best actor of the Straw Hats. Yeah, 
he like I think they're all good I was really excited by all of the casting but like he was the first one who I was like oh this show could work when they did the cast announcement and I think he is consistently like the most watchable and most charismatic in any scene yeah he's Um, great no he's really good and you know I simp whatever um (laughs) (laughs) coming coming out of coming out of Usopp simp no that's so valid to be an Usopp simp like it's so valid he's romantic Um, He's, you know, he's funny. Like, what's not to love? Yeah, guys, obviously. I think I think, I think I think I have to jet. Okay, you guys yeah. can finish, especially because I know you have many opinions. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I do. But we've also been recording for a really long time. Yeah, we have. And I, uh, all right. So goodbye. See everybody. Bye. 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 See you next nice episode. To meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Okay.